Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Integrity Insights podcast, a podcast to discuss integrity in sports and sports betting with professionals from the field. Today, we are going to focus on data and how the use of data, thanks to technological developments, can help the fight against match fixing. To help us navigating this exciting topic, I'm happy to welcome Jake Marsh, Head of Integrity at Stas Perform. Hello, Jake. Welcome to our podcast. Good afternoon, Sylvia. Glad to be here. Jake, we are living in a fascinating era where sports data meet artificial intelligence, creating new opportunities in sports analytics and in its applications, for example, in sports integrity and sports betting integrity. It feels that we are in this revolutionary time thanks to the research and studies that have gone in this field. And also thanks to companies like Stats Perform, which are playing a key role. Can you explain, uh, Jake, what does Stats Perform do as a company and how is it revolutionizing sports integrity through the use of artificial intelligence? Sure. So Stats Perform, for people listening in that don't know us, we're a sports tech leader in data and AI technology. We provide trusty sports data and the latest advancements in AI and machine learning to deliver better products, predictions, insights. And this is, this is what we do for sports bodies, betting companies to increase fan engagement, customer engagement, and analyzing things like team performance. As a company, we have collected data across all sports really for 40 years. And currently we're providing services for around 1500 customers worldwide. Alongside that commercial part of the business. We also work in sports and betting integrity in various ways, working with many of the IBAA's own members, sports rights holders, law enforcement bodies and, and governmental organisations. In terms of how AI is being deployed in the fight against match fixing, at Stats Perform, we have made significant investments in our AI and machine learning capabilities, both in terms of our commercial products, but also in our operations as well. So this includes utilizing AI machine learning in the quality management and monitoring of our own data that goes to the betting markets, but also in our approaches to detecting and investigating match manipulation. AI is, is all about the richness and depth of the data that stats perform. And we have this in abundance and we can leverage our in-house data and modeling for integrity purposes. This is something we're already doing in our monitoring and investigations work. For example, data analytics and modeling for betting monitoring and refining our systems and making them more efficient. But it also includes our work in performance integrity analysis, where we develop metrics and models with our Opta, in-house Opta division to increase the depth of the analysis we can provide and enhance the insight into any given match. For example, this might be looking at patterns of play, decision-making by teams and players, or outliers identified through comparative data analysis. Right. You mentioned the use of artificial intelligence to be able to provide better predictions and, and insights. Can you explain to our audience an example of how that will work for those who are not familiar with AI? In terms of our betting monitoring, we are using AI and, and machine learning to look at historical odds data, historical event data, and bringing that all together to refine the alerts that we use in our in-house systems when we're monitoring the betting markets. On the performance side, this is looking at historical databases going back years in lots and lots of competitions 
in various sports, particularly, for example, in football and, and in cricket. And we are developing new tools and metrics using this deep data to enhance the insights on various elements of individual matches. This is really fascinating. And Jake, in artificial intelligence, data is absolutely key. So obviously you want to make sure that the data that you're using are genuine. So what is your vision on data integrity? So data integrity is a very important part of our operations. We see all stakeholders as having a key part to play in integrity. As a company, we very much sit at the cross-section of the betting and sports sectors. As a service provider and partner to both sectors, it's incumbent upon organisations such as ours to demonstrate best practice, especially when our operations can impact those elsewhere, for example, in the data supply chain. In in this sense, we have consistently advocated for best practice standards to be replicated across the betting data industry and supply chain going into sport and to betting customers. And we believe that we've led by example in our own operations and the service we provide in betting data to the industry. We'll come on, obviously, to the RBIA's um, standards that have been recently launched. They are focused on key areas across the data supply chain, and it's in the interest of all parties that data providers such as us adhere to the high standards. Absolutely. Yeah, indeed, you mentioned the the ABA data standards, and indeed, you have recently got awarded with the ABA data standards cut mark. That means that you guys meet a number of integrity standards in your data collection process for betting. Why did you decide to join the data standards? This is something, the, the idea of a minimum set of standards for providers of betting data to the industry is something we've consistently advocated for, you know, for several years now. You know, you, you have a very heavily regulated industry in the betting industry, and it is serviced by essentially an unregulated sector. And you know, we have invested a lot in our quality and integrity processes over the years, and we feel that this is a really important area for the betting industry to, to focus on. We believe our customers deserve to have their own operations protected by best practice processes and, and risk management conducted by their suppliers. As I said, we've made significant investment in our quality control infrastructure to, to ensure the quality and integrity of our data is the highest. We've always maintained that collaboration is vital in in the sport integrity and betting integrity space as different actors have different responsibilities you have betting companies you have sports bodies you have data providers you have third party integrity service providers you have law enforcement you have government bodies everyone who's anyone really has an interest in it and in integrity and data it all starts with the data on these events so it's across all these various stakeholders and i think you know, what the RBIA have done, it's a great example of organisations coming together to protect the integrity of sport and the integrity of the betting markets. And to be honest, there's never any any doubt that when the RBIA launched this, that we, we want to be involved. And we're very proud to be the first data provider to, to receive the RBIA standards kite mark. Well, you have obviously done a great job because of your vision and integrity and all the research and, and studies that you've done to improve integrity and also to utilize the latest technologies to improve integrity. And Jake, you actually said something very important, that all actors have responsibilities and that it all starts from data. So because 
data has become so important in the supply chain of sports betting that indeed having data standards that recognize the integrity of these data is absolutely fundamental. Can you walk us through the process of how you guys got awarded with the IBI Data Standards Kite Mark? Was it an easy process? It was rigorous, but that's good, isn't it? And it was independent, which, you know, is, is even, even better. So when we first applied, we obviously saw, saw the standards that, that were published and we, you know, wanted to, to apply to receive the kite mark because, as I said, we believe this is a very important thing for a company like ours to have because it demonstrates that we have these processes and, and standards in place. So we we got in touch. The process was very comprehensive, both in terms of the requirements of the standards themselves and the depth of the independent audit in testing our compliance with them. The, the independent audit was conducted by ECOGRA, who an industry specialist, and that was really you know the key part of the process for us. This included an extensive audit of, of policies and processes over what was really a two-week period and included numerous uh, departments within Stats Perform from, you know, data operations, quality management, integrity, field operations, even the commercial side of, of the business, because, you know, they are, they are involved in our, you know, risk assessment processes. So it touched every part of the business, really, which, which is great, because there are so many different elements of our business that are involved you know, in certain touch points of the data supply chain. And it also included an index review and assessment of our risk management policies and processes, which is obviously a key part of all this. And I think what we, you know, it really showed was, you know, in order to assist the ECOGRA audit team, we essentially became an open book and completely opened up every aspect of our data supply chain to, de to demonstrate our ability to meet the standards. But I think hopefully also to show how in some regards, you know, we go beyond them as well. And I have to say that I think most people here actually enjoyed the process because they're very proud of the work, the work they do in ensuring that we have the most accurate and clean data. So I think, you know, they were very happy to be able to show everything that goes into this. And if I know some of the people in, in these teams, you know, say they're proud, they were probably chewing the ear off of the, the Cogra auditors to explain in very full detail everything that's done to ensure the quality and integrity of our data. Right. So from what you're describing, it really seems that you had to take a closer look from the inside of what, what you guys are doing. What was the lessons that you learned from this process? Without, without sounding too happy about it, I think the lessons we learned are that we are doing a good job. But, you know, we've invested in this and a lot of money, time and resource has gone into the, the quality and risk infrastructure around our data supply chain. Of course, there's always continuing improvements to be made, continuing learnings out of your daily operations. You know, you can't rest on your laurels. If we were to sit here and say, we've passed the, we've passed the standards, we've got the kite mark job done, that would be remiss of us. That's not, you know, that wouldn't be the correct attitude to take. But we're delighted that we got the standards and that we're meeting them, but we're always constantly, you know, looking to evolve our data operations and what we can do around the data supply chain. Not, not least because there's different risks that will come up. You know, the, the risks we faced a year ago won't be the same risk that we face in a year's time, whether that's through internal processes uh, or, you know, external factors like any individual group that is looking to corrupt um, the data supply chain. You're right, because 
at the end of the day, the ultimate goal is to fight against corruption, fraud and criminal activities in, in sports and sports betting. And because this is constantly evolving and because we are living in a globalized world, you always need always to look at how to improve your activities so that you can face the challenges of the outside world. Talking about sports betting and integrity, what types of activities are you guys carrying out with betting industry in particular? Sure. So um, at Statsform, we're involved in many areas in the fight against match manipulation. This is across prevention, detection, intelligence and investigations. We work with betting operators, of course, but, but also sports governing bodies and rights holders, law enforcement, the national platforms that a lot of your listeners will be aware of and also working closely with, and then intergovernmental organisations. The, the core areas for my team are, of course, data integrity, but then also services for the sports and betting industries. Firstly, before we come on to, obviously, the service side, everything we do in the management and operation of our data supply chain also contributes to minimising risks around match manipulation issues for our customers. So I feel that you know, it's important to go back to the data again in this sense. This does have a significant contribution to the fight against match fixing as we're constantly assessing risks and preventing them from hitting our customers' operations, particularly through our ongoing competition and event risk assessment and management, and also our monitoring. We provide various services in, in integrity from education, integrity education, regulation audits, betting markets, monitoring, intelligence and, and performance in integrity analysis, which I mentioned at the start of the, of the podcast. All, all of these services really are available to, to the betting industry, but in particular, one of the areas is on intelligence and information sharing. So we have an in-house intelligence team and they're responsible for gathering and disseminating intelligence to our clients, particularly the betting industry. And, you know, this is a this is a proactive element of our work that sees us collating intelligence from a global network of stakeholders and combining it with our own in-house analysis before distributing it. These alerts and, and intelligence we provide are a mixture of you know, pre-match, in-play and, and post-match. And they're completely free of charge. And we've been providing this for four, four or five years now. A lot of the, 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 the individuals listening in and companies uh, listening in will be part of this network. We're always looking to expand it. We, we obviously, you know, we work closely with the RBIA, but, you know, there's no bar to being a member of our intelligence network. You don't necessarily have to be, a, you know, a customer of ours. That's not, you know, that's not how we work. We're more interested in, you know, getting the information into the hands of those that need it. You know, intelligence is valuable in terms of its reliability, accuracy, and the speed in which it's disseminated. So we will never sit on intelligence we hold, and we're always focused on you know, making sure it gets into the hands, as I said, of the, of the individuals and, and companies and organisations that will benefit from, from using it. And it's really, it's really about sharing information and alerts for the sport integrity sector as a whole. So you know, we are constantly, on a weekly basis, sending alerts to betting operators, to sports bodies, to other stakeholders, particularly in law enforcement, completely free of charge because this is part of our roles, you know, being a responsible actor within within the sporting integrity ecosystem in a, in a very, very similar way to the RBAA it, itself does. We can only agree with you 100% when it comes to cooperation and collaboration in sharing information and especially sharing 
timely information that is absolutely key. And from what you're describing, Jake, it seems that there is still room for human intelligence in sports integrity and sports betting integrity, despite what we have mentioned at the beginning that, you know, we are living in an era of tremendous technological developments and exploring how new technologies such as AI can be applied in sports and, and more specifically in sports integrity. But despite all these amazing opportunities, human intelligence still remain important. Is this the case? Uh, well, my, my analysts will certainly be, hear me, be pleased to hear me say what I'm about to say. Absolutely, you know, without a doubt. There's certainly room, uh, obviously, for AI and, and machine learning in improving our interrogation of data and data sets. But you're always, in my view, going to need that human element that provides the additional context and analysis. And a, and a good example is, you know, betting markets monitoring and the work we do in performance analysis. You know, it's one thing having an alert or a spike in the markets, there's another thing in terms of explaining that outside the, the confines of, of any system. And it's the same in our work in performance integrity analysis. We do a lot of number crunching in that quantitative analysis and, and comparative analysis, but there's also the qualitative side in terms of video analysis and bringing everything together, whether that's other types of information or intelligence that you know provides additional context to the investigation. We're always looking to use machine learning to refine and improve the efficiency of what we're doing. But I think from an investigative standpoint, that human element is also critical. Jake, you said indeed that improvement is always needed, and especially by taking advantage of new technologies. So from your perspective, what more can be done by the industry to fight against match fixing? That's a really good question. And that's always the, the kind of million dollar question, isn't it? I think... In, if we take a quick step step back, in, in my opinion, the, the sport integrity space, and this you know, includes betting operators and, and the space um, that they're working in, it, it has come a long way, I think, in the past five years. And levels of collaboration, data sharing, and the importance, I think, of integrity on the agenda, as it were, in general, have certainly increased. You can see that when you're looking around at some of the projects public projects that are now underway, RBAA is involved in a lot of these. I think that does show, and also when we're speaking to rights holders, integrity is certainly up the agenda in terms of its importance. You can also see it in the, in the expansion of things like the RBAA's membership programmes, the data standards we have discussed today. There's other projects such as the Council of Europe and FIFA's Global Anti-Match Fixing Project, which has brought together I think it looks about 40 or 50 organisations from across all different sectors with the number one task of how do we fight match fixing. And the RBIA and Stats Reform have been participating in that for the, for the past 18 months. I don't think five or six years ago, those sorts of projects would have been happening. I don't think it would have been possible. So, you know, a lot of organisations you know, should be proud of the way that they're now working together. I think if we include the sports industry in the answer, which obviously we have to, I think in my opinion, there, there still needs to be increased investment and professionalization of the approach to sport integrity. And that links in with, with governance as well. I mean, it's not across the board. You know, a lot of sports bodies are doing a great job at this now and taking it very seriously. But I think some in some areas, those very same sports bodies that have excellent integrity units that are doing a very good job. They're doing a very good job with the resources at their disposal. 
and I think they probably deserve more. But, you know, this is happening. And I'd say we're on a better road in this sense. But I think, you know, the general issue of sports having enough resources to ensure they have a comprehensive and effective approach on integrity. We do still see that. As I say, this is changing and the issue of integrity is high on our sports federations agendas, I think, as it has ever been around the world. You know, it, it is changing which is fantastic, but we're still working towards the day when the matter is, I think, given the priority it warrants. Some people might accuse me of being biased given the area I work in, but overall, it would be great to see resources and standards improve across the sport integrity ecosystem. And we believe the RBIA's efforts in this area are a key part of this through the standards. Yeah, absolutely. I think, Jake, you're right. If If we look back 10 years ago, in the last decades, there have been a tremendous advancements when it comes to sports integrity and sports betting integrity. And I think sports have come to realize that indeed they need to take this seriously and they have, and we have seen some improvements in that sense. So as we have entered into a new decade, I think that if we look in 10 years time, we will be in, in a much better position, but because we are all collectively acting now, I think, I think that's absolutely. I think that's absolutely right. And you know, sometimes you see it in the press. There's quite a lot of negativity sometimes around the integrity, the sport integrity space. And in some sectors, it has been quite easy to bash it in terms of investigations take too long. Why aren't we getting information? Why aren't, you know governing bodies being transparent? And I, and I think there's been in the last couple of years a greater level of understanding from certain sectors as to processes and why you know communications around certain investigations are that are the, the way they are and i think you know that engagement with by sports and governing bodies and other sectors you know has helped with that it, it really has and we can see just by the way sports bodies now come to us about some of the help they need and also the ideas that they're open to in terms of protecting their sports certainly wouldn't have been the case several years ago and our performance integrity analysis work is a good example of that you know we provide betting monitoring and that's always going to be a key tool we provide intelligence again always going to be a key tool but more and more sports bodies in different sports are approaching us about our performance integrity work to say look we've got all this in place but we're really interested to see what else we can do and I, you know, again, five, ten years ago, I just don't think that would have been the case. And in some respects, it might be because the data wasn't there. But the fact that we are now being asked these questions and being asked to provide solutions in different ways, I think, is a real positive. And as you say, in two to five years' time, I think you know everything would have moved on in a significant way once again. Yeah, exactly. This sounds promising, right? So how does the future look like at Starts Perform, since we're talking about the future? Well, you never, in our business, it moves very quickly in sports, it moves very quickly in betting, so you kind of never know where it's going in a way, which is exciting because there's always opportunities right around the corner. I think for us, you know, our focus would always be on the quality and integrity of our data and, and our operations. You know, we are only as good as our, as our data and we will continue to invest in in our data operations to ensure we provide the best possible products particularly obviously for our betting our betting customers and then likewise on the integrity side you know i've mentioned a a couple of things that we're doing and we're very excited about 
bringing new tools to the market to help in the fight against match manipulation. Right. So to sum up, we see that investment is absolutely crucial, harvesting new technology, but corporations still remain the key and the human factor and human intelligence as well continues to play a key role when it comes to integrity in sports and and sports betting. So Jake, as we are heading towards the end of our episode, is there is just one last message that you would like to leave with our audience? Yeah, I think it would just be that the importance of integrity flows from the top down uh, through all levels of our business and its operations. And I think this needs to be true of all stakeholders in this space. Absolutely. So, Jake, on this note, I would really like to thank you for your intervention and and for this open conversation about the importance of integrity in data. And I would like to thank our audience for tuning in and would like to remind you that you can follow us on the major streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can always listen to all the episodes on our website as well, idea.bet. Thank you very much, Jake. Thanks, Sylvia. Bye-bye.